When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's a more more. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> pizzas, pizzas, pizza people. I hope you're listening. I feel like if you listen to this shit, you're a pizza person. I'm a pizza person. You pizza pop people, pizza people pop. What is that supposed to mean? Pizza people? You like, you like to eat pizza. Because you could have been like a pizza creator. Oh. A, cre- a pizza deliverer. Yeah. A pizza it could eater. Be. You don't want to be a pizza deliverer. Not in this story. Not in this <laughs> one. All right, guys. Welcome welcome to episode 43 of the Devolution Podcast. I am Ryan D with the stunning Clarissa. And we're back. We're back. We took a little break. We needed a break. We just It wasn't even planned. It was just like... Yeah, we're taking a break. I don't know. You burnt, You just burnt yourself. <laughs> I burnt myself out, <laughs> son. I didn't think I could get burnt out, but here we are. You took on too much dark. I did. Certainly did. But we're here with this fun case. This shit is wild. Yeah. It's like, the first half of it is like Saw, the movie. It's nuts. Uh, it is a, uh, you know, a wild, complicated case, this being the story of a bank heist plot that just thickens the deeper we dive. It, like, it's one of those things that doesn't feel real. No. But it's real. Totally and real. And it's just, I don't know, reality never gets here, but it did. <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs> We're going to introduce you to a whole cast of crazy characters, including Brian Wells, Marge. 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 Bill and it fucking overalls. <laughs> you really? I think you have a thing against overalls. I, just this guy's overalls, man. I this mean, guy's, yeah, they were this... not, he was not rocking them, that's for sure. Oh, man. Uh, Jessica, who is Brian Wells' favorite prostitute, <laughs> and uh, my man, Cocaine Can! Cocaine Can! Cocaine Kenneth. This dude. I can't wait to get into this dude. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> he comes in in the third act. Uh, but uh, let's just say. Everyone in this story likes to drink a lot of Budweiser lights. They're all hoarders. Their education failed them. Yeah. I don't know. Bill's kind of smart. Bill's well, weird. that's a natural. I think a yeah. a, na- a rarity. I think their families all failed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there is a great four-part docu series on this subject on Netflix called Evil Genius, and uh, we really enjoyed it. And it takes a more roundabout way of telling the story. Well, it's got to do, it's got to do the dramatic, like, Netflix show thing where it's like the twists and turns and tell the story out of order so you don't know what's going to happen. So just, and if you are sensitive. Ooh, sensitive. To anything like semi-graphic. There's I'd, some graphic things. I'd steer like, a, uh, away. Violently graphic, not yeah. sexual nature. I mean, nature. It, I didn't expect that what they showed, they would show, or at least, like, blur out. Yeah. But we'll talk. We'll touch. We'll specify yeah. soon on those. I know I'm being vague, but I'm just yeah. a little, like, it's like a little trigger warning. <laughs> yeah. If you're a little sensitive to those yeah. things, don't watch that. So we're going to tell the story in a more of kind of a straightforward way, and, uh, but... After you listen to this, go check out that documentary because it's really cool and it'll help uh, kind of tie some of this all together and give you a deeper perspective into some of the characters, especially Marjorie Deal Armstrong. Yeah, it really, really gets focuses into the, like, history her. and yeah. But you know what? We're just gonna start right at the robbery. 
On the afternoon of August 28, 2003, Brian Wells, a 46-year-old, described as sort of a simple man, Mama told me. <laughs> uh, so he was a simple man who loved his three kitties, and uh, he would do a little wiggle dance when he got excited. And he enjoyed participating in local scavenger hunts in the newspaper. Yeah, his, uh, he's like really into puzzles, like that, like puzzle game type deal, right? Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Bubbles from fucking Trailer Park Boys. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> right? With the fucking kitties and wiggling. Does Bubbles wiggle? He does now, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Wells entered the PNC Bank in Erie, Pennsylvania, carrying a cane that was fashioned into a DIY single round shotgun. I need two of those. Yeah, that's a wild contraption. Yeah, everyone should have one of those. Well, not everyone. No, 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 no. Most people. <laughs> Most people. And he had a bizarre device strapped around his neck, covered with a white t-shirt with the word guess, written on it with, like, fucking Sharpie. Was he, it just guess, or did it say guess what's under the shirt? It's something else, but I couldn't find yeah, what it said. more. It's all blurred, like, for some reason. And it's, like, handwritten, like, yeah. crudely, like, <laughs> you know, shirts, like, crunch up when you're trying to draw on them. Yeah, and he's just got this thing, like, bulging out from his neck under this yeah. t-shirt. Yeah, very it's very bizarre. obvious, come hanging, like, limping in there with a shotgun cane and, like, <laughs> a, looking like his shoulders are up to his ears. Yeah. He handed the teller a note demanding $250,000. They gave him what they had in the drawers, which amounted to only 8700 Fucking coming up short, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, well, the, the tellers are coming up short. I would have fired that shotgun did, cane and be like, Give me the fucking money! Why did the bank only have that much? They lie to you. They're not going to oh, give yeah, you all your no, money. No, I know, oh, but, fuck. like, the dudes yeah. clearly... They just give you some money to get you the fuck out of there before you start shotgunning people in the asshole. <laughs> the fact is, he just, like, was like, All right, <laughs> yeah, you know, okay, took it. Good enough. And, like, a lollipop. <laughs> yeah, Brian calmly collected the, the money, took a lollipop, and just strolled out sucking on a dum-dum. Which... Calm demeanor, man, for having a device strapped to your neck. Yeah, man, totally. What's it called if you get diarrhea from a bad dum-dum? What? Lolly poops. <laughs> and that's the show, folks. <laughs> Did you come up with that one? Yeah. That wasn't on a good humor bar. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> that's like bee humor. Yeah, I know what I'm doing here, all right? She would uh, love that one. Oh, yes. <laughs> As he pulled away from the bank, he was, of course, surrounded by law enforcement. Police who had uncovered two very interesting things upon approaching Wells. One being nine pages of extremely detailed instructions for what appeared to be a sort of scavenger hunt that Wells was to follow. The second being that the odd contraption secured to Mr. Wells was, in fact, a ticking bomb. The police quickly moved away from Wells, leaving him sitting alone in the middle of the street surrounded by police cars. He calmly pleaded with the officers to help him get the bomb removed from his neck, but before the bomb squad could arrive, the bomb went off and blew a massive hole through his chest, killing him instantly on live television. Yeah, there is full... Well, I guess... Didn't like the, it the blipped live... out. There was technically a glitch in the in live the feed, live so feed. you kind of missed him getting blown up. But the up. cop cameras, the can yeah, the dash cameras of the cop cars captured it. Get and they it show an very 
real. <laughs> and they show an angle of it in the documentary that clearly shows this man just get a hole blown in his fucking chest. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, it's hard to explain, but it very much looked like when, you know, Mythbusters does something with a dummy, like, not yeah. a person. Like, it doesn't, it's hard to feel like Homeboy that's just like a goes, human. Boop. Yeah. He's just... He's and just, it's so yeah. sad because he's so calm. Yeah, he's just like sitting there. And he's like, he's got his hands. Get this he's hand, off me. <laughs> yeah, he's handcuffed, sitting in the street. He's just got his going. legs crossed over, like just sitting down. He's like, hey, uh, you guys, you might want to get this thing off me, please. And then as, like, it really it starts to tick a little faster, he squirms a little bit, and and then well, and then he like panic, he panics like right before it happens, and that's so sad. Is that like pleading of like. It starts ramping up. He knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And then his chest, it blows a hole in his chest. After it was declared safe by the bomb squad to approach the body, the coroner had to remove the head of Mr. Wells in order to secure the bomb for evidence. Which his family was very upset about. Especially his brother was very vocal about this in the press. <laughs> yeah. Not happy. Which I totally get, because I'm sure just having that happen to your family member is traumatic enough and then it to be like filmed and yeah. they like kind of left him like lying in the street with like a sheet just kind of thrown over him like not really i don't know it's just like thrown it's over very, him. Uh, just it's kind of crude it was it's a like, fucking awful way to die yeah you and know? then there's the whole like bomb squad thing oh yeah the bomb squad Meanwhile, police were following the instructions of the scavenger hunt, looking for clues as to who may be responsible for this mind-boggling bank heist. So they're driving around, following the nine-paged notes. These notes are so detailed. And so when, when Wells left the bank, he actually went over to the McDonald's. He was to find his next clue or well, something. He like needed... to unlock the... Collar, right? I think the keys... He was on the scavenger hunt to find the keys to unlock the collar. And this collar, it's a bomb locked, uh, you know, locked around his neck. Yeah, it's like a... And it's very much like a trap from the Saw movies. Yeah, and I just... the Who, like... Somebody being able to figure this out, and there was all there's, like, false... So, like, the bomb squad would have had, like, a hard time... Because there was all, like, the false areas and tricks. And... Yeah, there was a plastic cell phone in there that just, it didn't it just do anything. It was anything. just a decoy. Uh, you know, that's what these fucking bomb builders did or do. They put things in there so when the bomb squad opens up a bomb, it's they like, don't know what the fuck yeah, to do. Yeah, it's like There's this jumbled mass of... Wires that don't go anywhere, etc. What authorities were able to quickly put together was that Brian Wells had been working at Mamma Mia's Pizzeria that day when a call came in for a delivery to a uh, like television radio tower. At Which, the... if you get a delivery for like an abandoned radio tower, don't go. They might have. I thought of this. Maybe they said they're like working on it and they needed lunch. Yeah, we're working down true. at the fucking radio tower. Know. Bring us There's a pie. There's something about this spot. Yeah, it's that sketchy. screams crime. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, like, you go there, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. And they show it a lot in, like, the series. And it just, it looks like there's maybe lots of bodies on that land. <laughs> there could be. <laughs> Wells delivered the pizza, and the next anyone knew where he was, he was wearing a bomb and, wearing a bomb and robbing a bank. <laughs> and no one really knows, like, exactly what went down. 
how that got on him. They have an idea yeah. through, like, they were looking at, like, marks in the dirt. It's like, oh, a scuffle might have happened here. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, these investigators tried, but there was a lot of kind of a turf beef oh, and all As this. always. Yes. Um, I'm learning so much about those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> so investigators believe that Wells had been forced into the situation. As the investigation led by the FBI went on, they continued to come up short on any leads for who may be responsible. A few days later, another employee of Mamma Mia's, Robert Panetti, passed away from what was ruled an accidental overdose, but his death was suspicious to investigators because they requested to interview Panetti about the Wells case. He asked to move the interview to Monday morning, and then he died on Sunday night. But they were still unable to connect anything to the bomb heist that took place just three days earlier. This is one of those things where you're like, Hmm. <laughs> yeah, this one, there's not much else about this guy, but they kind of think maybe that some theories are that he was involved in some of the planning. I kind of think he was just really sad about his friend dying and did too many drugs. Yeah, I think yeah. that, like, if, I mean, especially considering the, the uh, characters in this story, it's they're quite, all... Yeah just ravaged with drugs and mental illness. So, yeah, it could have just been, like, he's just... It could have been him, you know, maybe in his brain. He was just like, that could have been me. I could have been the one delivering pizzas and all of a sudden having my chest blown out. Yeah, man. For the next few weeks, the FBI, assisted by the ATF and Pennsylvania State Police, came up empty-handed as far as suspects. Then, on September 20th, a 911 call seemingly unconnected to the heist kicked off the wild ride that would lead to uncovering what possibly happened. This is like a weirdly calm call. It is. <laughs> it's like unnervingly like, so. So. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> and when we come back from this song break, we'll discuss that call and a whole lot more. For this first song break of the episode, we've got another member of the Repeat Offenders Club. This is Fangs Out from over in the UK. We played them back a while ago. I don't remember when. At some point. Great having you guys back. Excited about their new EP. Pretty bleak. It's really good. Bunch of bangers on that one. Go check it out. We're going to play the tune Dragged Up. Please go check these dudes out. It's really fucking good. That kind of rock and roll metal that I love. It's fucking good time shit. With angry yelling. Yeah. Ow! That's my best yell. I don't sing for two metal bands or anything. No, not no. at all. I just can't start screaming in the middle of my house at night. It's late. We have neighbors. There's narcs. Yes. <laughs> They'll call the cops if you're screaming at the top of your lungs in the middle of the night. Jerks. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> anyway, when we get back from the song break, we're going to get into uh, get into this 911 call and the fallout and aftermath of it. All right. Fangs out. Dragged up.
fucking bleak Wings out, wings out. Woo. Thanks, guys. Love you, buddies. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> I stuttered, got a stutter. That was a that more felt like you were like fast forwarding. <laughs> All right. So about this nine one one call. On September twentieth, a man named Bill Rothstein called nine one to nine one nine one. Dude just called nine one nine one man. Yo, I gotta call nine one, bud. Bud. Bad. Bad. <laughs> <Not> bad. <laughs> He's gonna call nine one about a bad. He's gonna call nine one about a bad. Bill Rothstein called nine one 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 to report a dead body in his freezer. <laughs> now Bill is an interesting dude. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure came out of the womb wearing those fucking overalls. <laughs> I almost wonder. If he was, like, on the spectrum a little. <laughs> Everyone's on the spectrum. Well, no, like, for serious. No, for serious. Because <laughs> he just seemed like that, just way, I don't know. There's something about him. There's something about His him. His brain isn't functioning on our level. You're making me feel bad because I wanted to smack him. But if he's not feeling all right, I shouldn't smack yeah, him. Yeah, I don't, I just, I don't think, yeah, I don't think his, he was wired the way everybody else is. All right. Well, that's Bill... the impression I got. Yeah. <laughs> Bill fancied himself a very intelligent and cunning bloke. Not a very, the most yeah. intelligent. He thought he was the smartest no... motherfucker. Yeah. No person had, was smarter than him. No. When in fact, he's just an, an annoyingly calm psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he's got a way about him that I just want to smack him. But if he's a. Uh... He's not all right. I won't smack the guy. But he's like a cocky, like game player with his like words and yeah. trying to, I don't know, trying to make himself important <laughs> yeah. and relevant. Everyone is met a guy like this, 
and no one has liked that guy. It's true. Yes. It is very You true. all know this guy exactly. If you watch the documentary, you're like, ah, oh, this fucking guy. That reminds ah, me of so-and-so. I know this fucking guy. Oh, I can't stand this fucking guy. <laughs> the body was that of James Roden, the boyfriend of Marjorie Deal Armstrong, a local woman with an interesting past. Almost every man she was ever involved with ended up dead. And she even had gotten off from a murder charge by claiming self-defense. When one of her lovers passed, she asked if she could keep a piece of his leg bone. Yeah, that's that was the suicide one, right? I don't remember. I yeah, think that was just like suicide. six men connected to her fucking died. I could see why though the suicide, because I mean I think she just murdered the rest. <laughs> yeah, but one dude wanted to kill himself one, before she got to yeah, him. Yeah, and that's like maybe she was just like, oh man, I loved that one. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a chance to, like, Black Widow that one. Yeah, motherfucker. Now, this lady's intense. She is probably one of the most mentally ill people. <laughs> On Earth. And she's... Which is, it's, a, it's sad, but... Yeah. Also. <laughs> and she is the subject of the Netflix series Evil Genius. And we won't be spending too much time, like, getting into her whole background and overall fucking craziness. And but... you do get, like, hear phone calls with her... Which is interesting, because you can see and hear the crazy, like, manipulation and all her, like... <laughs> if you know anything about, like, human psychology and interaction, you can call it out immediately yeah. in her. <laughs> like, I know. I know you're... I, I know, know you. you. I know you. I see through you, lady. Now, overall boy claimed that Marge called him and asked him to get rid of a body. Eventually, Marge admits to killing Rodin again, claiming self-defense and mental illness. Which is like, you know, lady. Yeah. Just come up with something new. <laughs> yeah. Get original here. Get original, Marge. So Bill hid the body in his chest freezer, and it took about four days for the body to thaw. All I could think about is that you're just like, you're going about your daily activities with a body... In your, in your freezer. freezer. And it's not someone you killed. No. You're just covering it up for a lady. You're just keeping it there like uh, the lady didn't have enough room for her yeah, popsicles. it's like storage. So, do you think he kept, like, other stuff in there, too? He would go, like, reach in and grab some bacon, <laughs> fucking thaw it out. <laughs> because he had that, like, it was all, like, a tarp strung up, and it was all meticulously hidden. It but it's just, how many people do you think are out there that have bodies in their garage, like, chest freezer? Holy shit. I don't, Wow. More than I want to think about. Do you think you've ever been in a garage? Like, think of how many chest freezers you've list. The dirty ones that you don't think are working. Yo. That you, like, are just hanging out in some dank corner with a bunch of cobwebs and crap piled on Ugh. it. How many of those do you think I don't may know. have had a body? We've already established that I spent, like, significant amounts of time with at least two serial killers <laughs> in my childhood. <laughs> that so. is true. Holy shit. That was a revelation that happened on our little break. It's like, yo, I have been like, <laughs> been like, I've been like this, son, with two serial killers. I want Not you. like, I wasn't that tight. I knew them. But I spent I, like. You had to, you, yeah, you spent, well, you we're going to get into time both in your of those homes, later. Jesus. Or you good. spent time in their homes. Yeah. Which is very, like, it's a very intimate both. thing. I know. Yeah. Serial killers. <laughs> you just attract serial killers as a child. I'm surprised you didn't get murdered. I should have, probably. <laughs> you could have been like Zoe. Zoe. R.I.P. Zoe. 
All right, continue. So, so Bill hid the body in his freezer at yeah, four weeks. Yep, 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 yep. It was decided that James had died about three weeks before the bank robbery. So he died in, like, early August. And as it turns out, Rothstein lived right at the beginning of the road that, like, the tower that Wells had delivered the pizza was on. It was, like, his... Basically, like, his driveway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right past it. So, this was a red flag to investigators. Imagine you, like, you pull up to this house because you just get a call that someone's got a body in their thing, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm, hmm. Yeah. I'm triangle, like, connecting some things here. I'm looking at another crime scene <laughs> from yeah. this crime you're scene. You're way too close. Yeah. To a crime scene right now. Yeah. So, that was a, that was a red flag. And upon searching the house uh, uh, after the body was discovered, they found a suicide note that Bill had written. And interestingly enough, the first line <laughs> of the note read, this has nothing to do with the Wells case. <laughs> this smells a lot like it has something to do with if the Wells case. If you do that, case. yeah. If you're like, the first line of your suicide note is, this has nothing to do with the Wells case. <laughs> it's like children when you catch them. Yeah. And they're like, I wasn't doing nothing. Like, well, because you said that, you most definitely were. (laughs) And also, when you watch the footage from inside his home and listen to this dink speak, he fit many of the bullet points of the profile for the heist mastermind. Well, yeah, because it was like the overly detailed instructions and all the... Yeah. Uh, Including being a pack rat hoarder, which, like we said, everyone in... Erie, Pennsylvania is apparently a fucking ho- hoarder. Seriously, <laughs> Erie, what is going a on? A whole loving hoarder. <laughs> yeah. Get your shit together, Erie, Pennsylvania, please, <laughs> for the love of fuck. So Marge was taken into custody, and the officers that arrested her said that she stank to high heaven. Yeah, she was like not taking care of herself. She was a dirty broad. You don't want to bring she home was a dirty broad. Falling bird. apart. Yes. On top of the murder charges she was facing and the death of James Roden, the FBI started asking her questions about the Brian Wells situation. And Marge told them that they should probably talk to uh, overall boy Rothstein about all of that. <laughs> I gotta give these investigators a lot of credit because in all the like true crime stuff and like missing people and all that stuff I watch, very rarely do investigators put pieces together so quickly yeah. And so, like, well, I mean, I granted they don't have the whole story. Yeah. But, like, they put it together fast. And, like, I don't see that often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the investigators, they really stuck to it and never really let up on this case. No, you know? they, they were, like, they were going to solve this. Yeah. Police interviewed Rothstein about both situations, and he claimed he had nothing to do with the bank heist. The cops fucking knew this cocknose was guilty, but they couldn't come up with enough evidence to pin it on him. And he was so egotistical about things, and so, like, I'm so much... I'm, like, ten steps ahead of you, you know, like, the acting, like... And they were just like, dude... Yeah, we know you did this, but we can't prove it, you fucking asshole. fit all of the things. Yeah. And it's just all circumstantial evidence, though, so we need, like, proof proof. (laughs) Yeah. And while Marge would uh, imply that Bill was involved, she wouldn't spill the beans on specifics and certainly wouldn't admit to any guilt on her end. Yeah, all hers, it was all like these games, like I said, like manipulative wording and 
blaming and like trying to take heat off her by like putting it on and going ranting and being hate like just all that like narcissistic behavior. Yeah. Oh, to the bone. It's just like never them. Marjorie, you're narcissistic to the bone, yeah. to the core, baby. Bill was not charged and he died of cancer in 2004. He probably died in the same fucking overalls he was born in. Most definitely. I hope he was buried in those fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. In 2005, Marjorie received 7 to 20 years for the Roden murder. Eventually, she said that she would tell everything she knew about the heist if she could be transferred to another prison. That's a classic move. <laughs> classic. So if you know something about another case that you're not on trial for, don't say shit. Until you're in prison and everyone hates you and wants to murder you. And they'll be like, yo, I'll tell you shit about that other thing if you get me the oh, fuck out of here. you can get, if you're like, yeah, I'll give you everything you want to know. You can get a lot. <laughs> Come to us for more prison hacks. We taught you how to make prison hooch. Do you know what I learned? How to make prison hooch for real? No. Because that's not what's in the back of our toilet. If you're <laughs> being interrogated. Yes. Ooh. And you get offered like cigarettes or drinks. or Are they anything. Roofied? No. Truth serum. Anything that you're gonna like put your DNA on, like if you're if they think you've murdered somebody or yeah. kidnapped or anything, don't touch it. Oh no! Because that's how they'll get you. All right. Because they can just if you drink from a cup, they can take that cup like legally and get your DNA off it and your fingerprints and all of that. Those motherfuckers. There's a lot of people that have gotten caught for that. Like they'll just take a drink or smoke cigarettes that are offered by the police. Yeah, it's like a it's a a tactic. To oh, that's get... kind of like I heard that outside of abortion clinics, the like religious people will try to give you snacks. So if you eat the snack, you can't go in and get the procedure because you're not supposed to eat for a certain amount of time oh, before it. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Religious people and cops, they're fucking like this, son. <laughs> I mean, granted, it's good that murderers get caught that way, but it is. It's like a tricky little thing that they do to try to get your fingerprints and DNA without having to like subpoena it and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yo, kiss this cigarette butt, bitch. Gotcha. Yeah. And most people, gotcha. most people will be like, yeah, I would love to have a drink because they keep you in there forever. <laughs> oh, you can't even take a sip of the water? They'll frame you? I think, yeah, like oh, anything you touch punks. or put your mouth on, your DNA gets on everything. Oh, man. <laughs> so while Marge was talking, she had some interesting things to say about Bill's sexual desires, that he loved oral oh, and yeah. anal sex all the time, and that he loved rubbing his penis on legs. That feels right. That he would just slip it through the overalls. I don't, <laughs> I don't think she was lying. No. <laughs> I don't think so at all. And they were like longtime lovers. Yeah, on and off. Well, she in between people she murdered. Well, he, he forever loved her. Yes. And she knew that, so she just kept him would around. Use him as she needed. Yeah. Yeah. She admitted to supplying Ralstein with the kitchen timers used in the bomb, but in a twist. She said that Brian Wells himself was in on the entire plan. This, I mean... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is like semi-victim blaming. Yeah. She goes like full, like, it was yeah. his fault. Yeah, he yeah and he was behind the whole fucking thing. I'll share my opinions after. Yep. On what I truly think. Yeah. That's why I say semi-victim blaming. <laughs> semi-victim. Now it's time for another tune. We got my good friend Tyson with some of his dope electronic sounds for your funky brain. This is from his Sunken Ships West project. 
he does this thing. He was an original member of Sunken Ships. And he moved out to Colorado. So he does this little project called Sunken Ships West. It's really cool. He makes some like dark, fucking weird. That's so fun. Weird Tyson stuff, man. I don't know. This dude, Tyson, what's going on in your brain? You you should do, there should be a, a Ken Burns documentary about your brain. I think he's trying to tell you through his music. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's Tyson with All My Friends Are Cats. Check it out. And w- when we get back. I relate to that title. Everyone does. <laughs> if you're cool, you relate. All my, as I have, I have a cat currently. There's a cat. My There's... lap and he almost fell off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and when we get back, we finally get to meet cocaine ken yeah <laughs> this guy this poor sorry Woo! <laughs> cocaine ken is in the house when we get back from this musical break <laughs> Thank you. 
Thanks, Tyson. Thanks. Yeah. So, all right, quick sidebar here. Do people, I've never used one of these, like, a masturbation device, like a, a flashlight or any of these things, <laughs> or even, like, a blow-up doll. I think this more, I think the flashlight crowd probably does this more than the, uh, the blow-up doll crowd. Do they really wash these things out? I would hope. Are they just caked with... Oh, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. I bet no one washes them. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are way too lazy to wash them. Especially after that. It just feels That feels like an infection waiting to happen. The blow-up doll is going to get infected. Not the doll. <laughs> <laughs> the human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So around the time that Marge started spilling the Pintos... Which I think I made that up, and I like it a lot. Yeah, I do. I like that. <laughs> Yo, this bitch was spilling the Pintos. <laughs> I like, I support that one. Yep. Hashtag spilling the Pintos. <laughs> <laughs> Two more people of interest came to light. One being Floyd Stockton, a former roommate of Bill's that was on the run avoiding rape charges. Floyd was granted immunity in the Wells case due to his testimony against Deal, but was never actually called to the stand because he was sick. Fuck this guy. Yeah, this dude is... Yeah, he's an asshole. He deserves to be tortured. Yeah. But the other man who was uh, brought to their attention was... Cocaine Ken! <laughs> what was that song? Cocaine Ken! Marijuana, ecstasy, and alcohol. Cocaine Ken! Anyway. Mama told me... When the boobs hit your eye, like a big pizza pie, probably gonna die. <laughs> Give me my fucking 250 Gs. All right, anyway. 8, yeah, you only got 8,700. Brian, you're coming up short. You're dead. Nobody got even got any money. The fuck? Yeah, like what a... What a waste of time. What a waste of somebody's life. Yeah. So, Cocaine Ken, that's right, a local crack-slash-coke dealer and runner of ladies, Mr. Kenneth Barnes. And the, like, <laughs> the um, house that this dude had other dudes come to to <laughs> hook up with the ladies, just, I, like, I would have been like, nah, I'm, I'm okay. I couldn't get hard in that house. Yeah, you'd, like, <laughs> climb over, like, computer monitors and, like... A rusted old, like, couch frame. Yeah, there was a few dead dogs thrown in there. Yeah, just, like, yeah. I can't even imagine what this house must have smelled like. Ugh. And this dude, I'm pretty sure he just rolls with a coffee can full of cigarette butts everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. And that might be due to what you said. He probably has his own cigarettes and his own ashtray he takes out with him so they can't get his cigarettes. <laughs> You're not going to get my DNA. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this dude just got a coffee can full of cigarette butts next I to him? I mean, I, when I worked at Tedeschi's, there was a lady that used to carry around a jar of her own pee. So, I mean, to each his own. Into the store? Yeah. That is a code violation of the health it was department. With what? How sealed? It was like... Vacuum? I don't know. It no, was sealed. It was it closed. Never it was closed. This it lady, wasn't sealed. She also ranted about Jews, so... Oh, no. <laughs> she had a whole slew of things That lady had to go. Yeah, she was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. 
<laughs> anyway, so hookers would bring clients to bang upstairs at Koki's uh, house. Have to climb Mount yeah. like Crackhead to yeah, get there. Yeah, Dead Dog Mountain, including uh, Brian Wells. He would go there to visit the ladies. Because he was a lonely man. He was a lonely man. He was a lonely, simple man. Yeah, I'm not judging Brian for, for the hooker thing, man. The house he fucked them in, I will judge him for. <laughs> I mean, take the lady to a motel. Yeah, yeah, buy the lady a room. Like, Jesus. treat a lady, be classy yeah, a little. at least give her some pudding. Just, you know, something. Buy the, buy the lady a pudding. <laughs> Just do something. Yeah. Anyway, he would go there, and uh, he had one special lady, his favorite prostitute, Jessica. Jessica like, Hoopsick. You don't ever want to be in a spot in your life where you have, like, your favorite prostitute. <laughs> like, yeah. You do want to be someone's favorite prostitute, though. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be a prostitute, it's you good to be, be someone's favorite. Someone's favorite oh, but yes. you don't want to be the kind of person that has a favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does not go both ways. After a bit of back and forth with the uh, investigating agents, Ken ends up fessing up and admits to being a part of the heist. And here is the yarn as old Koki Ken spins it, which is actually probably pretty close to what went yeah, down. Yeah, because he doesn't seem to show any signs of, like, trying to manipulate. And he's he doesn't seem like he's that smart. Like, I don't yeah. think he could come up with a story... Well, hey, can I can I interest you? You uh, you might you want a cigarette butt? He's just like <laughs> I can offer you a cigarette butt. Thank you for I think your he was time. Just like and he was, it's like it's kind of funny because he was just like it's like he's just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just giving him a little bit of attention. Yeah, that's yeah cool. I got, I'm sitting here working on my cigarette butt collection, telling you guys what's up. He's having a he's having a time. And I mean, he loves prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here is what Cocaine Ken told investigators what went down. Marjorie wanted to hire Ken to kill her father in order to get access to the small fortune he had saved over his life. That she, yeah, she had said he was spending it. Recklessly. I don't think he was going to give it to her anyway. No, and he was not psyched once he found out that she was trying to get him killed. Her dad did not like her. (laughs) No. He had no love loss for his daughter. (laughs) Ken said he wanted to see if Marge was dumb enough to actually pay him to do it. If she was, he insisted that he was going to take the money and run and not kill the poor, rich old man. (laughs) So, he told her that he would do it for $200,000. Therefore, her and Bill planned the bank heist with uh, Marge calling the shots and Bill planning the scavenger hunt and building the bomb as basically a fucking fundraiser. Yeah. They were going to rob the money from the bank heist. The, the 200000 of it was going to be used to pay Ken to kill Marjorie's father. It's just, like, so complicated and so roundabout to just have your dad killed. Like, yeah. just, I don't know, slip him a Pepsi with something in it and then, yeah. boom, done. Yeah, just give the man a poison <laughs> I mean, Pepsi. she's killed a man. She's killed men before. Yo, do not hand me a... Uh, opened Pepsi. <laughs> like, excuse you me. You don't have anything that I need to kill you for. Thanks. <laughs> You're safe. You. Yeah, great. <laughs> A few days before the robbery went down, Bill, Marge, Floyd, Ken, and Brian met at Bill's house to go over the plans. At this point, he said that Brian had no idea that he was to be the one robbing the bank. On the day of the heist, the pizza... Call came in, and Brian met them at the tower. 
He was beat up and the bomb was forced around his neck and they sent him along on his final scavenger hunt. They even watched from nearby as the events unfolded and uh, then they just went about their lives as if nothing had happened. We didn't mention the police ran the route that was like listed the scavenger hunt. Yeah. And they said with like weather conditions, traffic conditions, time of day, all that stuff that it would have been impossible for Brian to complete this. I don't know what the point of planning it, making sure he would die would be, though, because they wouldn't get the money. Unless maybe he was supposed to drop the money. As I bet there was, like, a point yeah. that he could have dropped the money and had to, like, travel on. Because it was really, the scavenger hunt was more to unlock the collar. Yeah. So I'm sure there was one that was, like, drop your money here, then you have to go here. So I'm sure. And then you, you know, you kill the person who's seen you. Yeah. You ha- he has to die. He's seen them. He's seen it. He could totally get them in trouble. Yeah. So that that piece of the puzzle has to go. Yep. During this time, it was also brought to the attention to the FBI that a jailhouse snitch penned up with Marge claimed that Marge told her that she killed James Roden, old freezer pop, because he was going to tell on them about the robbery. That's why he was killed three weeks before. Yeah, which would all... Kind of makes yeah. sense. And that's like jailhouse hearsay. But she actually went and reported it to police and it was all documented. And the local police put it in the drawer and never gave it to the FBI until much later. Which is like Which... <sighs> police departments and like all of that. Get your shiz together, please. Get it together. Yeah. Just work together. Yeah, man. It's not a like... <sighs> it's not... A big D contest. Listen to the guy that you beat half to death. Can't we all just get along? (laughs) In November of 2010, Marjorie was convicted of armed bank robbery and sentenced to life in prison. She died in 2007 of breast cancer and is buried in an unmarked grave next to the jail. And the fact, Cocaine Ken, how angry she gets about his statement makes me believe it's close to the truth. Yes. Because she, like, she goes, like, off the rails when it's mentioned. And she does all this, like, trying to point fingers at everybody else. And it just feels very, like, frantic and, like, like somebody who's lost grasp of control. Oh, yeah. She's just spiraling. Yeah. Just fucking... And poor Cocaine Cat, which we... He was just, like... <laughs> he was just, like, yeah, prison's not so bad. I get food. I have a roof over my head. I get my medicine. Like, the fact, like, this dude's life was so bad. Do kind of miss the dead dogs, though. <laughs> Gotta say. I could use a, a few pieces of a well, computer. Well, he was like, I got sober. Like, yeah. his life was so bad. He's like, I kind of miss the bars and the hoods, but whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being in prison is just like a retirement community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes... There's people to talk to. I mean, sure, they're old folks, but still someone to talk to. (laughs) It's just like old man, eerie Pennsylvania prison. (laughs) Just so like, yeah, it's cool. I got a bed. I got a blanket. He still somehow hoards in prison and still has the can full of fucking cigarette butts, though. It's like his support support animal. That was the deal. He would tell him everything he knows as long as he could keep his can of cigarette butts. (laughs) (laughs) You don't take old Bessie from me. No. But... Old Cocaine Ken died in prison in 2019 after struggles with diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like he would die for diabetes. Ken was going to die. You can't live a life that hard. And like, 
and just, I don't know, like, all those people, I feel like they do, it'll be, like, cancer, heart attack, stroke, diabetes. It's never, like, peacefully in their sleep and, like, (laughs) 97 years old. No. It's like your body is just riddled with illness. Your body's like, enough of you. (laughs) I'm I'm done. Yeah. In 2018, Brian's favorite prostitute finally gave an interview uh, in which she claims that she sold Brian out to the plotters in exchange for money for drugs, and that he had nothing to do with the planning. Didn't she, like, measure his neck or something, too? I believe something, yeah. There's something about measure the neck measurements yeah. for, to, for the bomb, yeah. And uh, Wells is named as a co-conspirator in the case, but they say he didn't realize that it was going to be a live bomb. So th- what the official like authorities say what they've pieced is that he was in on the planning and thought it was going to be a fake bomb and then shit his pants when it th- yeah. started ticking and it was going See to... what I believe is that he was in on it and that he didn't know that the bomb was going to be around him that's what I think. That's how I like. Yeah. That's how I think. And that like, maybe he got bamboozled. Yeah, and then maybe they like wrestled it on him, and then they were like, "No, no, no, it's cool," because he's like very calm when he robs the bank Just and very on the like dumb, getting the nonchalant. And then it's when it really comes down to it, and it starts getting real. He starts to panic. So I wonder if they like like he maybe had his doubts, and they fought it onto it like. Not doubts, but they were like, no, it's going to be you. Yeah. They fight it onto him, and then they're like, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. It's not It's not on, it's not real, or whatever. And we didn't even talk about the bomb squad. What was up with the bomb squad? What are you thinking here? Didn't they? They waited too long to call. They did wait too long to call, and, and then they couldn't they get through. And they got stuck in traffic, which, I'm sorry, but why can a bomb squad get stuck in traffic? Why do they not have sirens and crap like emergency vehicles they should have like a rammer on the front they can ramrod through the traffic is a bomb squad allowed to be stuck in traffic how is that okay yeah they should have just drove over babies and shit to get to the bomb bomb squad they need to get there and they need to get there fast they got somebody to be it's there's a fucking countdown until they need to be there and they don't know how long that countdown is (laughs) i don't think the the police i don't know i mean and this does happen in kind of the like nobody's Police don't have, like, a sense of urgency or, like... No. Like, it's... I don't know. They just, like, if you're just kind of a nobody who's not really contributing much to the world, they're not quick to take care of you. No. While (laughs) this dude's just sitting in the middle of the street with a fucking jigsaw fucking situation. the officer who finds, like, sees the bomb very visibly is shaken and, like, runs away yeah he's just like i'm out but then they just take way too long like they should have called the bomb squad immediately yeah and bomb squad should not be stuck in traffic like this i die on this hill (laughs) bomb squads get through traffic better why do they not have sirens and stuff like emergency vehicles why I just, I need to know. I need answers. You know, man, I bet Cocaine Ken was thinking the same fucking thing as he was sitting in a car across the street. He's like, man, I wonder where the fucking... Yeah, what? I wonder where the, the where the bomb squad, squad is. Hey, America, need... explain. Hey, do you need that cigarette butt? Nah, can you throw it in this can? He's just, like, outside, like, the Walmart, like, picking them up. Yeah, he's got one of those little, uh, 
those claw grabbers <laughs> where you put the little handle like, and the claw picks shit up. He's got those. He picks up cigarettes. He drags butts. each one across his nose and sniffs yeah. it like oh. a cigar. <laughs> oh, this is a new port from last year. It's been soaked in the rain a few times. Stepped on by dog shitty shoes for sure. Ah. He's so a cigarette butt connoisseur. Oh, cocaine can. Everybody involved with this are like now dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's... Except for the favorite prostitute that's right who who yeah, yeah. <laughs> who you you tell them she gave birth to a child as prostitutes do claims as people do <laughs> claims that it's brian's and as the documentary series says has a very strange resemblance to him yeah so yeah he got, lives on <laughs> yeah he's got this necklace that's always ticking he came out with those like glasses. Yeah. Those he loves airline. kitties and he wiggles when he dances. Dances when he I'm wiggles. I'm sure. Very adorable child. Yes. And that's it, guys. And that it is. is. I mean, it, it's watch the series. Yep. Because it does get like it's so complicated and so wild, and to get into just the mental health struggles, especially Marjorie, and like yeah. <laughs> She just, and it's so sad, everybody's, you know, like, oh, she was beautiful, and she was smart, and she just, like, did not get care that she needed. Yeah. And it turned, it it allowed this to happen, which I'm not even going to get into how I feel about, like, mental health care, (laughs) because that's, like, a whole, like, you can prevent this stuff. Prevent it. By taking care of mentally ill people. (laughs) Right. All right, so we're going to get out of here. We've got a uh, listener of the week this week is Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey, Rick. Uh, make sure to check out Kate vs. Kate and the Sean Winters podcasts. Yo, guys, Rissa was telling me she wants to do her own podcast, and I think we should very highly encourage this. <laughs> it was a great concept. I'm thinking about it. I'm I thinking think, about it. Come on. Tell her she should do it. <laughs> it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I need feedback. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. think that I could do that. It'd yeah. be serious, though. It would be? be a serious podcast. Her talking, covering some crimes. I think it'd be really cool. Well-researched. Do it up, lady. (laughs) Do it up. Maybe. Yeah, glow up, bitch. (laughs) 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 Alright, also also check out uh, Punky's Mixtape on Twitch. All sorts of cool shit going on over there, and I'm going to start doing some more videos. I haven't done them in a little while, but I'll get back to it. Well, you took a break. I took a break. Needed a break. I'm back. I'm back! Everybody needs the like the mental health breaks. <laughs> mental so you, health. I, just, I, I mean, was yours was tired. I, yeah, I was just bored. All right. <laughs> so, thanks, Fangs out. Thanks, Tyson. We got one more band before we get out of here. This is my friend Taylor. One of one hundred and three projects I think he's a part of. This is Drug War Veteran. The song is Chaos of Silence. Uh, This will be out soon via Granite Tomb Records. So check it out. Good stuff. All I know about this is that it's him, someone from Iceland, and it's improvised. I'm really into that, though. Those are the only words I understood. I have a... I love Iceland. I love people from Iceland. I love everything about it. Hell yeah. I love its folklore. I love its mentality. (laughs) So I'm into this. (laughs) So... Check out this tune. We'll be back soon with an episode of uh, what we've been watching because we've been watching a bunch of good stuff that yes, I can't wait I'm to talk about. To talk about. <laughs> uh, Spiral. I can't wait to talk about yeah, Spiral. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
different TV shows, all sorts of good stuff. So it keep... fits into the no spoiler rule, though. So we have to be very we won't careful. spoil we won't spoil Spiral, but like we warned before, we probably will spoil Handmaid's Tale season four because I want to be able to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And what happens? So. Catch up on Handmaid Tale season four so you can listen to us discuss yeah, it. You got a before. little bit. Yeah, you got it. Maybe we should wait till the last episode Ooh. comes out and then Ooh. we'll put out the show. There we go. So after uh, a day or two after the last episode of Handmaid Tale season four comes out, we will right. uh, we will uh, put out that. And then we have more episodes of this show coming soon. We're gonna do a Men in Black episode all about all the movies. Men in Black. Just for the fuck of it, we cover. We do a lot of horror movie episodes, and I'm going to do some more kind of comedy, stuff like that. Yeah, so, lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like aliens and shit, so it's still kind of on the creepy side, I think, right? And, yeah, and it was nice to revisit. Yeah, we watched the first one. I'm going to rewatch it, and we're going to binge through all four. Yeah, it was like, because there was so much that I had just, like, forgotten. It had <laughs> yeah. been so long. And then we watched the music video. Oh, the goddamn so the bad. music video. It's Holy so bad. Shit. I didn't realize until, like, revisiting and watching it. Because, I mean, I haven't seen it since it was on, like, MTV or whatever year. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my. This is so bad. It's so, so bad. bad. It's so bad. So, I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> All right. Check out Drug War Veteran. Enjoy your week. We'll Enjoy. be back soon. I hope you missed our voices. When the moon hits your <laughs> eye like a big fucking bomb. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I lost it, man. Yeah, We're out of here. Gotta go. I'm tired of talking. Bye. Bye. <laughs>